welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to talk about what many people seem to complain about. I would say more than many, probably a very large majority of people seem to complain about growing older. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it seems that everyone grows older by the day, even a baby. (laughs) When I was a child, someone in their 20s seemed really old to me. When I was in my early 20s, a person who was in their late 20s or over 30 seemed old, and I felt really sorry for them. (laughs) (laughs) And if you were over 40, well, you were a square and you were ancient and out of there. If you were over 60, like we are now, well... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we had... Dinosaurs as pets when we were growing up, right? Right, and look what happened to them. They've been (laughs) extinct for just a couple years. (laughs) Our culture seems to be obsessed with youth. When you find, when did you find your first gray hair? Better start dyeing it. When did those wrinkles begin to appear on your face? Better erase them with the latest cream. Then it gets worse. You know you're really, truly ancient when business starts sending you all kinds of junk mail that offer help, that offer to help you hold yourself together. Duct tape. (laughs) Until you can fall into your grave or to rewind your years to an earlier, obviously better version of yourself. Thank you very much. But it is life, is life about trying to prevent your body from getting older? That would be like spending your life trying to keep your body from eventually dying. Naturally, it's important, and I have to emphasize, it is important to take care of the health and well-being of your body while you're here in this world. Yet, that's just the setup for living, not the purpose or goal of life. We're not here to be a body or a hostage to it. We're here to wake up to being the limitless and eternal spirit that we truly are. As souls, we don't grow older, we just grow wiser, which is the title of our show today. We incarnate into our lives in this world as souls, yet all too often we forget that we are spirit in nature and not bodies. These bodies are vehicles that transport us to where we need to go and are instruments that help us accomplish what we need to accomplish. Our lives are not about our bodies, but about who we are in truth and how we express who we are. We are here in this world so that we may learn and grow in love and, in many cases, in wisdom. 
It is said that time heals all wounds. Truly, the function of time is for healing. In spirit, there is no such experience as time. There is no passage of time in the limitlessness and eternity of oneness. Only when there is a sense of two-ness can there be an experience of time. In the undivided oneness of spirit, there is never a need for healing, since healing is for restoring ourselves to that wholeness when we become divided. When we perceived ourselves to be divided from the limitlessness of spirit wholeness, we assume that we are separate unto ourselves. It is in our divided state that we are given the gift of time so that we can experience our lessons in a sequential order and learn what we need to learn to restore ourselves to that undivided wholeness step by step. As we go through our various life experiences, we learn by distilling those experiences into wisdom by which we can live. Through time, we experience our spiritual awakening and growth as a kind of journey that leads us to the promised land. As spiritual beings, we're not confined to time or space. Only our bodies and the things of this world seem to grow old over time. As you experience the truth of your beingness more and more, you begin to realize that everything that is of this world is solely for the purpose of helping us awaken to the truth of who we are. Everything in this world eventually dies or goes away. Everything down to the subatomic particles are constantly changing. Nothing in this world is permanent or eternal. What does that teach us? It teaches us that we cannot hold on to anything. It teaches us that we must let go of each and every one of our experiences. Otherwise, we will suffer greatly. We can never hold on to the truth. But the good news is, since truth is eternal, we never have to hold on to it. Because we can't ever lose it. (laughs) there's no need to hold on to that which is ever-changing because it's never true. We cannot hold on to that which is true, but there's no need to hold on for we can't lose what's eternal. We learn this lesson over and over each day. As long as we insist on holding on to what we've already experienced, we suffer When we're willing to forgive our judgments, blame, and guilt, we experience freedom and peace. Forgiveness is choosing the eternal over the transient. I've had many major turning points in my life. Each one was quite different. Yet the common denominator in all of those turning points was that I gained wisdom from each one. Hopefully. (laughs) Each of those turning points in life fundamentally changed how I saw life and therefore how I lived. One major turning point in my life came about shortly before I had my second near-death experience. I didn't know at the time 
that I was having a major heart attack. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, sometimes the one going through an experience is the last one to (laughs) want to know. (laughs) And I knew, nonetheless, that I had to go outside in the beautiful, warm, golden sunshine of that day and be on that incredibly vervent lawn in our backyard. I, I never saw our lawn in your backyard and our backyard that green, that lush. <clears throat> I couldn't believe how beautiful it was and how rich and deeply textured the trees were and how impossibly blue the sky was. As I fell on my knees on the grass, I found myself out of my body, some 15 feet above my body, surrounded by a circle of radiant beings of light. I recognized them as masters of wisdom. Rather than swooping down to save me, they told me that this was my time to make a most important decision and that they could not intervene. They'd be supportive of me, but they couldn't intervene. They wouldn't tell me what that decision was to be about. And they stepped back away from me and supported me in silence. I asked myself what such an important decision could be about. It was a life decision, so it had to be about life, my life. As I reflected more deeply on what the decision might be, I realized that as much as I knew about with certainty that my life would go on beyond physical death, I was still living my life as this particular incarnation from birth until physical death as this particular person, Michael Tamora. I realized that the decision I had to make was concerning how I would live my life. Would I choose to continue to live my life from this birth till whenever this Michael Tamura keels over, permanently, so to speak? (laughs) Till death do us part, right? Yes, till death do us part. Or would I step up to the challenges of living my life as the eternal life that is before births? during incarnations, and beyond deaths. Immediately, I saw why most people don't make that decision. To make that decision to live the eternal life meant that I had to forego all conditions about living. To choose to live the eternal life, I had to live life without demanding any conditions. No longer could I demand that I would live only if I was healthy or capable. Even though there was no death for a soul, I would not have death as a choice to get out and temporarily forget. Again. Again, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) If I made this choice to live the eternal life, I had to be willing to forgive every condition that I may find intolerable, unacceptable, Eternal life goes on regardless of my feelings about things, 
or whether I found my experience of it acceptable or not. I would have to dispense with any judgment I might have about anything in life, in this world. No longer would I be able to hide behind the choice of dying if things got too challenging here in this world. I wouldn't be able to choose to return to my physical incarnation only if I were in good health or fully functional. It seemed I would have to, you know, in a sense, buy life as is, like, you know, what they have on used cars (laughs) (laughs) with no returns or refunds. (laughs) I knew that sooner or later, I would have to make this choice. I could postpone making this choice for many more lifetimes, or I could choose it now. I decided that if I was going to make this choice sooner or later, why postpone the inevitable? And so I made the choice to live the eternal, unconditional life. Of course, after I made that decision, I would encounter many conditions in my experience of life that I would have to forgive, to relinquish all judgments about. Whenever I would find myself wanting to blame anyone or anything, including myself, for any judgment of wrongdoing, failure, incompetence, whatever, I had to surrender them to the eternal life. When you choose to live in the eternal life, you are living in the light of limitless truth and unending love. Then, any lie or illusion that you may even unconsciously hold in your mind will come up for review. It's a constant practice of forgiving what is not true in favor of having the freedom and peace of the limitless. This experience in making this choice changed the very base of my decision-making. The wise decision is always made from the base of limitlessness and eternity of wholeness. Kindness and compassion are part and parcel of wisdom. Wisdom sees the big picture, whereas ignorance decides on snippets. Wisdom always seeks happiness and well-being of the whole. Ignorance seeks the immediate gratification of being right and winning. A culture or society built on ignorance marked by greed and a perpetuation of fear and assumption of lack will always seek to be right and win at all costs. Such a culture or society will forever wage wars and reap the spoils of suffering. Such a culture or society will inevitably be obsessed with the age and appearance of things, especially the bodies. What we need to build now is a true culture with the foundation of compassion and wisdom that will serve the happiness, well-being, and growth of all who make up our society. Remember, if you relinquish your judgments, every life experience you have will add up to your wisdom 
Often, we gain our most profound wisdom through what at the time may have seemed to be a traumatic or devastating experience. As long as you forgive any blame, guilt, or judgment, you will distill the wisdom from all experiences and grow wiser as a soul. It's also wisdom that sees past all appearances and allows us to hold the true beauty of life. So it appears that part of distilling wisdom and being able to do something with it as we grow older is a decision-making process in and of itself. It's deciding to not be a victim and to really use all your life experiences. Well, our first break is coming right up already. We're growing older by the minute. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's time to mark your calendars. We're going to Longmont, Colorado to offer our first seminar weekend of 2020 on Saturday, January 18th and Sunday, January 19th. Join us for a powerfully illuminating weekend to explore your out-of-body experience and astral life. On Saturday, Michael will be teaching, Where Do You Go When You Sleep at Night? Waking up to your out-of-body experiences. Then on Sunday, he'll teach, Who Are You When You're in Heaven? Getting more out of your life in the spirit realms. Each day, the seminar will be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Residence in Boulder, Longmont. It actually um, is in the conference hall next door to the Residence Inn. It belongs to the Residence Inn. If you'd like to wake up more to who you really are and fulfill your purpose, these seminars will definitely help you. Find out all the details and sign up on our website events calendar section. And our website is michaeltamora.com. We thought it was easier to put his name on there than mine. michaeltamora.com. Or call our office at 1-530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and talk to our wonderful assistant, Noel, who will be glad to help you. We'll return in a couple of minutes, and we'll talk more about souls don't grow older, just wiser. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time 
on Voice America Empowerment. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for guided spirit conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided Spirit Conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to our topic today. Souls don't grow older, just wiser. So when we're in this individualized state uh, in the world with bodies, we think we're bodies a lot of the times, but we really are that eternal soul that Michael and I were talking about earlier. And so I like the title of this one because it really describes that a soul doesn't age like a body does because a soul is eternal. So when a soul decides to come into a place like this, this universe of duality, if you will, the one thing that we can do to, let's say, take our advancing steps as souls is to start to take a look at our lives and learn from every experience. And one of the hardest uh, experiences most people have, starting from the time they're little tiny babies, is the experience of something happening to them. So it's the experience of, I'm a victim. I was talking a little about that before. And if you can start to take a question that, am I really a victim? What's the story here? And even if something happens to you, what I, what I personally learned uh, is that if you start to take a look at, all oh, right, well, here's here I am being a victim again. What did I do to create this? Well, certain things you didn't do outwardly. Some things are arranged through karma and that sort of thing. But ultimately, the growing wiser part is being able to shift to another mindset about what your life is. I'm having a wonderful time with that in all areas of of life and the choices I made earlier in my life. I was bouncing from job to job. I was a sensitive person, and and I didn't really like working for other people because I didn't like people lording over me. Um, But even that was a lesson for me because I I still would do the best job I could do and be a good person and all this kind of stuff. And some people's choices are they're not always a super good person or anything like that. But even then you can still make a shift and learn more about why you're that way and what kind of choices you can make that can point you in a better direction. And one of the things that happened 
with me is when I decided to take clairvoyant training and become a clairvoyant and do seems like a million years of clairvoyant readings. Um, I've been doing clairvoyant readings since about 1982. Um, I, in reading other people, it gave me the chance to learn from the experiences of others what happens when you make certain choices, such as um, people that have come to me and told me about their affairs that they've had uh, without their husbands knowing or vice versa, or even how they got, what state of mind they were in when they got in a car accident or any other traumatic experience that a person would like to always blame on someone else, at least the ego would like to do that. Yeah, like you were talking about if they saw it as a blame where somebody did this to me, something happened to me, instead of, oh, how did I bring this about? That's one of the questions that's one of the most powerful questions we can ask ourselves on a daily basis as we go through life is we have an experience. And you might at initially judge that experience to be a fabulous, wonderful experience or a terrible, horrible experience or just lukewarm. <laughs> oh, How's it going? Oh, so the, what's that? Uh, the usual. <laughs> same, same. Same old, same, same old. Same old, same old. That's what my dad used to say about everything. Same old, same old. <laughs> he must have been a Zen master in yeah. the lifetime. And that means, you know, it's it's neither good, neither bad. It's It just is. It just is. And um, even what people, how people experience things like that, if you don't judge it, ah, then you might start to see where is it coming from. Even someone who says, oh yeah, same old, same old. Everything's same old, same old. Every day. Are they bored? Or are they practicing? Letting things be just as they are and not jumping up and down one way or the other by making it you know, extreme, making it full of judgment. Raphael is talking about, okay, souls don't age because spirit is eternal. Yet, in a lot of metaphysical spiritual circles, people talk about, oh, she's a old soul. <laughs> he's a old soul, or he's a young soul. What that means, they're not really talking about age, chronological age. Yeah. They're not talking about passage of time because in spirit there is no time. They're talking about wisdom, awareness and wisdom. So when someone says, oh, she's an old soul, one way to look at that is, oh, that soul has had many, many incarnations. But it's not the number of incarnations that's important. It's the wisdom that soul has gained through their various incarnations. Some souls take longer to gain the wisdom. Other souls take shorter, right? In terms of earth time, 
in terms of numbers of incarnations. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if a soul has had a thousand incarnations, that soul is younger than a soul that's had 2,000 incarnations. It just means that's how many incarnations they've had. But like we have once in a while in school, it's not really common, but sometimes uh, a 12-year-old child gets into college, skips all the many, many grades, and instead of waiting until they're 17, 18, 19 years old to get to college, they have enough wherewithal and understanding of things to be in college. And again, making a decision like that, even if the child was extremely intelligent and academically superb, they have to have some extra wisdom to be able to be in college, be in an environment with people much older than them, right? So they have to, it's not just about the academics, because if you send a super genius in one area child into an environment of much older people, they wouldn't be able to handle it if it's, if you have to deal with relationships and, and social situations and, and whatnot, and the stress of just living life like more like an adult. Ah, that child, the soul of that child has to have a little more wisdom than another child of that age. So once in a while, you'll have a soul that's had fewer incarnations, but of greater wisdom. But the general pattern and the tendency is the more incarnations a soul has had, you've had a chance to go through a lot more life experience. To bumble through life. <laughs> yes, and make decisions. Exactly. And even in making decisions, even making the decision to not decide. You know, some people wait until the last minute about everything. People withhold making a definite decision about whatever until they have to, right? They have to make a decision. Well, are they not making a decision all the rest of the time? No, they're making a decision every time that comes up and they decide to postpone making a decision. That's a decision. Yeah, it's a decision to not make a choice of this way, a positive choice. It's to wait it out, wait it out. That's a decision. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to see what happens. Let's see what happens. See what happens. Well, sometimes if you keep on making that type of decision in avoidance, not wanting commitment, not wanting to be responsible, not wanting to die, whatever, you're making choices based on what you don't want, guess what? <laughs> Often, choices come to you. They're made for you <laughs> by procrastinating too much. I call it the um, default, default, let me see if I can say this, the default program of our lives if we just uh, sail through life without waking up. And this is one of the things that's really important about the growing wiser part is we're in an era where we're all waking up. 
even the sleepiest people on earth are are being nudged to that wakefulness. And of course, this is like a a big school that starts with early pre-kindergarten and uh, preschool all the way through post-post-post-graduate school on a soul level. And I think that makes this planet a little unique in a sense amongst other planets that I know of that um, we're not all at the same awareness level. So those that are the more wise souls are out there for everyone to um, find in order so that you may learn to grow faster as well. And um, that's where a lot of times a person in their youth, like I did in my early 20s and even teens, I had my spiritual questions and they meant a lot to me. And I found out about people seeking a teacher, and when the when the teacher is ready, the student shows up, and when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. So there are many, many forms of teachers out there for those of you that are seeking that wisdom, and each one of you has sort of a unique path, but eventually all our paths will start to merge into the, the same path of waking up more. And... The traditional idea of respect your elders. Well, we've all had variety of experiences with that, haven't we? <laughs> Sometimes, oh my God, these elders are <laughs> just... <laughs> we used to call them square. <laughs> <laughs> but where does that come from? Oh, the idea is the older a person is, in physical, chronological age, the more life experience they should have had. Presumably. Presumably had. And therefore, if they took care of their lives, they would have converted those life experiences into greater wisdom than a younger person who's had less years here to experience life. Obviously, that's not always true, is it? But in the beginning, we ought to start off that way where you respect your elders just because they're elders. And they're going, okay, this person has seen more of life. Now, the trouble a younger person, age-wise, has sometimes with the older person is a little bit like what Raphael said, oh, that person's such a square. What's that mean? Too much of a traditionalist, right? Too fixed in their too ways. Too fixed in their ways. And and so so the young person, of course, is wanting to bring about the new, new changes. Let's progress. Let's get on with life. And and you don't have to do it the old ways anymore. The slow and you know uh, uh, laborious laborious ways, the time tested ways. That's good, but we have better ways, better techn- especially with technology. We have better technology. Things can be faster. Things can be easier. And we agree with this, actually. Yeah. And so, so then that might be true, but also if you get out of judgment, once again, this is a key point in being able to grow wiser is drop the judgments. Drop the blame, which means the same as drop the victimhood, right? Anytime you're blaming someone or something, even if you're blaming a part of yourself, what you're doing is you're being 
of the part of you that's blaming is being the victim, that something else was the cause of your bad experience, of your painful experience, of your suffering. And as long as you split it up to where I didn't cause it, it came from outside of me. It came from something separate than the part of me that's in pain, that's hurting, that's angry. The minute we do that, we become powerless. We disempower ourselves to where we can't solve the problem. We, we stay there. And we stay there until we're able to, oh, I've been blaming. I've been, I've been a victim. As long as I'm choosing to be a victim and blaming others and something separate from the part that's hurting, I'm not going to be able to heal. It's not going to be able to change this condition. It's just going to maintain at that level or get worse. So the first step in growing wiser instead of just older in the body is to forego judgments. And with that, of course, it's always blame, guilt, all of those things go with it. But if we just think in terms of how am I judging this situation? How am I judging the experience I'm having? Am I making myself a victim? Am I separating myself from what I've experienced? I'm not going to be able to grow wiser. Well, a good example of that, too, is um, someone who says, well, I'm old and I can't, blah, 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 whatever. If you're breathing, if you're here with your body, you still have a purpose to fulfill and lessons to learn. Even if it's in the case of some older folks who are, say, wheelchair-bound or something like that, um, learning about how to receive from other people if you're being taken care of. So I'm speaking to the older crowd there, but to the younger crowd, um, we it's all about asking the right question about your experiences rather than completely falling into the emotions of what happened. Sometimes it helps to get out of it just to ask those questions. Okay, what is what does this represent for me? What is the lesson? Anyway, our second break is coming right up, and so are Christmas and the Holy Days. Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, makes a wonderful gift for anyone seeking their soul's purpose. And by the way, we just ordered two new boxes of them, which I'm going to be picking up today. It's available also from Amazon as well as through our office. Also for a unique gift, our extensive catalog of teleclasses, All-day seminars and retreats are available to purchase and download. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our michaeltamora.com website or by calling our office at 1-530-926-2650. When we return, we'll continue with our exploration of Souls Don't Grow Older, Just Wiser. See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring how souls don't grow older, just wiser. Well, one of the questions I wanted to fulfill in in case you had this question, and that is, how does a soul get wiser? Well, when we talk about wiser, it really has to do with the, the wisdom of your life experiences and what you're learning and what you're being guided to ultimately in your life And as I was mentioning before, we're preschooled all the way to post-college graduate uh, on a soul level in this world. So where are you as a soul and how can you get going or how can you continue if you're already at a certain level? Well, there's so many different ways. And one of the things you can do is just ask spirit to guide you and pay attention You know, before the break here, I talked about all these teleclasses we have available. So we have what we teach, but there are many, many other teachings out there that are suitable for everybody or for certain people. You know, you're always going to be guided to the right teacher, to the right book. Oh, there's so many wonderful books out there if you're interested in learning about near-death experiences or what happens after you die or ideas about how to 
um, awaken your psychic abilities, especially if you've had psychic experiences. It's like discovering that as a little child, you might discover that you can play the piano a little bit. And if an aware adult pays attention, they get you a piano teacher so you can learn how to work with it. And in some cases, it's following the... um, the dreams that you have at night, that's partly what happened with me. I dreamed about the teacher that Michael and I had for many, many years. I dreamed about him for six years before I ever knew he was a real man, which was, it was such a surprise to me when I met him in person. And uh, I knew that when I found him, that this is where I and had intended all along as a soul to get my training. And it's like that. When you uh, find the book or find the, the place where you would like to get your training or have some kind of spiritual uh, practice taught to you, you'll feel like you're coming home. And so you have to use your intuition and really follow through with it. And when your intuition says, okay, I've had enough of this, and then it's time for something else, Um, then follow that as well. But um, one of the things that we've been very aware of is important not to be a spiritual shopper, just hopping from one thing to another to another. You have to let yourself get really deep into whatever teaching you're being guided to so that you get the entire scope of the lessons that you're learning. And because just as Raphael said, all wisdom, wisdom doesn't come from just the reading the books. The reading the books is just to get you Going. Going, inspired, and have some kind of a direction and go, oh, this is possible. That's what a a book, a good book does, is it gives you some possibilities, something to look into. But the wisdom doesn't come from reading books or just listening to people. Wisdom comes from practice. Wisdom comes from living your life and applying the tools and practices taught by wisdom teachers wisdom teachings throughout the ages, if you apply them in your life and start to make your choices that are much more consistent with who you truly are, your choices are going to be true to yourself. That's where intuition comes in. Intuition is you tapping into what's really true to you. And even if it's not the quote, logical answer or the logical solution to things or what everybody agrees upon. No, when you tap into your intuition, you know, for you, this is true. And you follow through on it. You act upon it. And then you learn from that. If you're doing something that just because it's supposed to be the right thing to do, okay, you do it. And regardless of whether it brings about success or failure or whatever the result is, ah, what do you learn? Well, the only thing you learn is, okay, you did something that wasn't necessarily true to yourself, but you just tried it out. And in this situation, if it worked, hey, you lucked out. If it didn't work, what do you learn? You learn that, oh, you need to trust your intuition to go and do what is true to your inner self. Okay, so one of the things that will definitely get in the way of you turning your life experience into wisdom is judgment. 
Judgment is artificial. It's always added on. It's an add-on. <laughs> it's not the experience itself. Experiences do not come with judgment built into it. Experiences you experience, and then you or others put judgment on top of it. And that becomes a filter, which clouds your vision and doesn't allow you to truly learn from the experience. As long as you hold the judgment against an experience, good or bad, you keep a wall between you and the lesson inherent in that wisdom, in in that experience. So I want to walk you through a, a quick little meditation practice to help you get by those judgments. Everybody judgments, you know, judgments come into their minds for everyone. But what do you do with the judgments? That's a choice you make, not to be a victim of judgments, but to be the one to make a choice, whether you're going to go with the judgment or dispense with the judgment. Okay, so those of you who've listened to many of our radio shows before, you already know the practice of grounding. But I'll walk you through it real quick for those of you who's just joining us for the first time today. Just sit comfortably upright in a chair with both feet flat on the floor. Close your eyes and just give yourselves a deep breath or two and find yourself be aware in the center of your head. And you can tell the center of your head is where there's no movement. It's complete stillness. Even just a tiny, tiny little pinpoint of a point of awareness in the center of your head, and you'll notice, oh, it's completely still. Everything else in your mind might be going all over the place, but in the center, it's just still. So just practice being aware in the center of your head <clears throat> and decide to be neutral. Whatever experience, whatever thought, whatever feelings come up during this meditation, you're just going to let them be. You're not going to try to do something about it. You're not trying to get rid of it. You're not trying to do anything about it. Don't engage with them. Just let them pass by. Now, ah, give yourselves another deep breath and imagine sitting on top of a giant tree trunk. It's flat, completely comfortable on top. You're sitting on it. And the bottom goes all the way down to the center of the earth. And just imagine this tree trunk anchoring in to the very center of the earth. And notice what that's like. And then the top of the tree trunk you're sitting on, I call this whole tree trunk the grounding cord. So place the grounding cord, attach the grounding cord to the first chakra, which is an energy center, a disk of energy that's sitting about two-thirds of an inch above the tip of your tailbone. Connect the grounding cord to that and just let things be. And just imagine, you're just letting go of anything that's not yours. Any problems, any thoughts, any feelings, any energy whatsoever that's not yours. Ah, Give yourselves another deep breath and notice how that starts to change your experience. Ah, Remember, Experience is everything, isn't it? Everything we know and experience and see and feel, everything is experience that we have within us. 
It's not out there. Okay? So then, would you imagine a rose, image of a rose right out in front of you? And then now, imagine that rose, that image of the rose, exploding in a flash of light. Ah, and notice what that does. Now imagine another rose. And then, once again, imagine that rose exploding in a flash of light. Ah, each time you explode that image that you create, you're going to get back the energy you put into it. Okay? So one more thing with this is imagine an image of a rose again. And then, this time, if you have any judgments in your mind, if you, anything, any kind of, oh, this is boring, or, wow, this is the best thing ever, or, this is, you know, I, I got better things to do, or, just, I don't like that person I've been thinking about, or, what an idiot that I've been for doing this and that. Whatever the judgment that pops up into your mind, I'd like you to just notice it, like Raphael said, Paying attention is a big part of gaining wisdom. You got to pay attention or else you miss it. So pay attention to what's popping up in your mind at any given point. And any thoughts of judgments of any kind, just start to put it into that rose, image of the rose. And be aware, imagine that image of the rose being like a trash compactor, a container. Just toss it in. Any thoughts, feelings of judgment. God, my life is no good. Or that person is an idiot. Whatever the judgments are, just put it into that rose. And then imagine the whole thing with all those judgments in it exploding in a flash of light. Give yourselves a deep breath. So that's all you need to do during the course of the day without having to go into a meditation per se. But you can just create that image of the rose Put your judgment thoughts in there and explode it. Let it go. And then go on with your day. So once you're finished with this meditation, imagine a giant gold sun above your head. Just bring in that gold sun from the top of your head and fill up your entire body space with new life force energy. Be alive. All right? And then stretch. Come on out by bending over and drain out any excess energies out of your head and shoulders, neck. All right. And come back up, open your eyes, and notice your physical surroundings. And remember, whenever you have a life experience, to take a moment and gain some wisdom from it because that's what your life experiences are for. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show, A Soul's Perspective on Retirement. For those of us who have worked most of our adult life, sooner or later, the question of retiring from our day job comes up. And by the way, even if you're a young person not looking at retirement yet, you might glean something from this show. Let's explore what that looks like from the spirit perspective on life. Remember, too, that we'll be in Longmont, Colorado, Saturday, January 18th, and Sunday, January 19th. 
and Michael will be teaching two wonderful and powerful all-day seminars, Where Do You Go When You Go to Sleep, and Who Are You When You're in Heaven. Get to know your astral life. Don't leave your body without it. Be sure to check out our website events listing for January 2020 for all details and to sign up. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. See you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 